Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central, the sickest New York Giants podcast on the planet. Welcome to episode 29. Going to be going over the Giants and Eagles Christmas Day matchup and why the Christmas Day for some Giants fans might be spoiled. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's gonna be sick. All right, y'all. There are only three weeks left in the NFL season, and at this point, we got to make every second count. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks as new customers can score 150 instantly and bonus bets for betting just five on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and download the app now using code 6SPORTS. New customers can again score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 6SPORTS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or if you're in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. But with that out of the way, like I said, Giants-Eagles, you know, every year it's the same thing. Historic division rivalry game, even though the Eagles are 15-3 against the Giants in the, over the last 10 years, which is just really bad to think about. I will say, I think the two of those wins have come within the last like two or three years. So good for the Giants. Uh, this season, though, these two teams are in the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Eagles are looking for another Super Bowl win in five years. Giants are looking for a top five pick. Uh, however, I will say the Eagles have lost three games in a row, but again, it might not be a good thing because they're going to be coming into this game frustrated and wanting to dominate. And we've seen how the Eagles players and staff have really acted against the Giants over the last couple of years. They don't give a shit. So they're going to come into this game and want to dominate. And I really think that if it gets bad, they're not going to pull the starters. I could see them running up the score just to get, get some momentum heading into their last two games of the season. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, you'll be reminded of it on Christmas Day, 10-year anniversary of the Deshaun Jackson infamous walk-off punt return touchdown we're reminded of it every single time the Giants play the Eagles on TV. It, it's really like, it's a great play. Like, I'll recognize it's a great play by Deshaun Jackson. Uh, obviously, one that shouldn't have happened because the punter should have just, you know, kicked it out of bounds. But a great play. However, it's one of those plays that's like, it's it's shown way too much. I've had way too much exposure to that play as a Giants fan. And obviously, like, it's not something I want to see because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm a Giants fan. But every it doesn't need to be shown every single time the Giants play the Eagles. And I swear to God it is. But obviously, with it being the 10-year anniversary, they're going to show it. But into the actual game itself, going to uh, start off by talking about the offense. And I really don't know what they can do this week. I, I mean, they could, got completely shut down by the Saints last week. Uh, and on paper, at least, the Eagles' defense is a lot better. I will say... Uh, their numbers like statistically and where they rank aren't as good as you'd think, at least in terms of like secondary production, but when it's a giants and Eagles game, anything's possible uh, on the season, the, uh, the Eagles rank fifth in passing yards allowed second in touchdowns and 30th in interception. So really pretty bad, like really bad, like bottom five, bottom three, bad. However, 
they still do have guys like Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Kevin Byard, three guys who I think were all pro bowl or all pro last season. They're all not playing very well this time around, but it really feels like they're only, it's only a matter of time until they have like that breakout game where they finally mesh together and go back to the normal form that we're used to having, you know, seeing them in. And I wouldn't be surprised if it came against the giants. Uh, if not though, I'm still not too excited about this game in terms of offense because of the Eagles pass rush. They have guys like Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick. It, it goes on and on and on. Uh, so on the season, of course, they rank third in pressures and 13th at sacks, which I mean, it's not as good as last year. Cause I think the Eagles like broke the record for most sacks in a season. So, I mean, you know, it could have, it could be worse. Uh, but of course, last week we saw the Giants offensive line completely melt down, had one of the worst games all season against the Saints, and they have a much weaker pass rush, both on paper and, you know, statistically speaking. However, hypothetically, allegedly, if things uh, can go in the Giants way, if the offensive line doesn't shit itself and, you know, we get some rhythm going early on, there are a couple of things that they could do that I really feel like could give them a chance of winning whether again whether winning or losing is a good thing I, I don't care um Darren Waller he needs to be a focal point on this offense I mean obviously uh when healthy probably a top five tight end in the league but the Eagles linebacker core hasn't been the same as it was last season obviously they lost CJ Edwards and uh, I believe Nicobe Dean has missed most of if not the entire season so they really haven't had that top tier linebacker that they have had in years past um they don't have a bad linebacker core. I will say that much, but they also don't have a great one. I, they signed Shaquille Leonard, who's had a down year, but again, he's another guy I could just see exploding onto the scene out of nowhere. Regardless, though, they're not very good in coverage in that area, and Darren Waller is a guy that they should exploit. Like the Giants should, Darren Waller should exit this game with anywhere from eight to ten targets. He needs the ball in his hands. We saw what happened last week; the difference he made. Only had like four or five catches, but those four or five catches made a big difference. Uh, give guys like Wandale and Saquon some touches outside of the backfield. Obviously, Wandale's a receiver, but like in terms of Saquon, the run game has not really been there all that much for him. Last week was really bad. Probably his worst game of the season. And uh, the week before, obviously, he ended with 80-something yards, but like that was all in the fourth quarter. It was It was good. Like It's good that he did that, but then again, he had like he was averaging like a yard per carry through the first three quarters. So like, you know, not a not a very good game aside from the fourth. And the Eagles run defense, as I'm gonna get into, is very good. So my point being, get Saquon out in the open field outside of the backfield, whether you're giving him a swing pass, whether you're giving him a screen or running him as actual receiver. We've seen countless amount of times that Saquon can be good in, in as a receiver like the Packers last year ran across her route took it off for like 40 50 yards his rookie season broke the record for most catches in a rookie season as a giant broke Odell's record I'm pretty sure like he's proven countless times that he can be a good receiving back but they never give him the opportunities obviously he has a heavy workload in the backfield so that's probably why but still it wouldn't hurt. As for Wandale, keep running those creative sets. Like they, the Giants offense, like difference between the Saints game and the Packers game was so annoying to me because it's like you give, you give Wandale actual normal reps as a receiver, but then you mix in the wildcat plays. You give him other carries. 
And then going in against the Saints, you completely scrap all of that. And you he's not even a part of the offense. It, it's just something I don't get with Mike Kafka and his really inconsistencies as a play caller. Uh, all of this, though, won't matter if the offensive line doesn't hold up. I'm not even going to talk about Tommy DeVito that much because, like, we, we know what to expect out of him at this point. Like, it's not like he's going to come out there for five touchdowns or come out there for three interceptions. Like, he's playing mistake-free, turnover-free football, but he's also not doing a, a ton. Like, he's not he's not uh, great. He's fine. So, I, I'm not going to mention too much. The offensive line, though, is going to be a big part of this game. Obviously, I mentioned the Eagles have a great pass rush, and the Giants' offensive line last week was really bad. I will say, going into this game, if Justin Pugh keeps playing as bad as he has been, he needs to be benched. And I fully expect him to be benched. Uh, Mark, or, yeah, Mark Lewinsky is a guy who the Giants signed to a three-year deal last season. Didn't play well at all. Uh, came into this season, didn't play well at all. Got benched. And in the couple of games where he's been, you know, subbed in or whatever because someone got hurt or even started since being originally benched, he's looked fine. Like, he's looked pretty good to the point where, like, I actually don't know why he hasn't been getting, you know, more reps. Obviously, his numbers aren't good, and I don't expect him to sustainably be good. But it's probably going to be better than Justin Pugh at this point, which is unfortunate because I love Justin Pugh. Um, Like I was saying, though, on the ground, probably going to be another quiet game for Saquon. The Eagles ranked 26 in yards and touchdowns allowed and 19th in yards per carry. Saquon played a weak run defense on paper against the Saints last week and was terrible. It's just, uh, I this is this could be a really bad game, man. I will say, on both sides of the ball, the Eagles do have weaknesses that can be exploited. We've seen they've lost three games in a row. These teams are figuring something out that can be stopped with the Eagles on both sides of the ball. Do I expect the Giants to take advantage of this? No. No, I don't, but you never know. On to the defense, though. They're coming off a bad game against the Saints. They didn't force a turnover for the first time since week nine against the Raiders. Uh, if But if there is ever a time for a bounce back, this is the week. The Eagles have failed to score over 20 in their last three games, obviously all being losses, and they turned the ball over five times, which for the Eagles, like historically, is a good bit. I don't know if it seems like figuring out, like I said, or if their offense just isn't really like clicking like they used to. But regardless, it doesn't look the same. Jalen Hurts has been struggling. He's making a lot of mistakes that we aren't really used to him making. Like last season, I think he only had, what, six, seven interceptions. Now he's up into double digits, I believe, like 12, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I'm not really too excited about defense either obviously like if there's something to be excited about this game it's going to be the defense it always has been the defense all season long but they got shit on last week by a really weak saints receiving core without chris olave and it was like at perry jawan johnson some guy who like caught his first touchdown which i feel like happens every fucking week um and now they're going up against Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, apparently. Um, so I'm not like, I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I will say in their last three games, they've only thrown for 200 or more yards one time, which like, again, for the Eagles is really bad. Uh, on the season, they rank 16th in passing yards, 17th in passing touchdowns and 10th in interceptions. So like 
middle of the pack, which I feel like is kind of the best way to describe Jalen Hurts this season. Like, not too great like he was last season, but not as bad as he was in his first year or two in the league. Uh, man, just looking at like just looking at like the numbers on my my couple of screens I have here, like this is gonna be a bad game, man. Like I really just this this might be the first time I've had like no faith in the Giants to win a game. Like even earlier in the season, like I thought they had a chance to beat the Niners, and they did. They were in it for most of the game, but like this game. I get the Eagles have lost three games in a row, but like they're not the kind of team where I look at them losing three games in a row. I'm like, oh man, they're on, you know, they're on a slow streak. That means that the Giants can take advantage of this. No, man, if they're on it, like with that Philadelphia mentality, they've lost three games in a row. They're going to come in with a very much like fuck you attitude. And like I said, if things are going in the Giants' favor early on, the Eagles are going to like stomp on them. Like they are going to run the score up, no doubt about it. Um, something. That scares me, though, more than anything on the Eagles, more than Jalen Hurts, uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, even even DeAndre Swift. You want to know what it is? It's fucking Boston Scott. He, This little bastard has 16 career touchdowns, 10 of them came against the Giants, and a third of his total career yardage has also come against the Giants. He's been in the league for like five, six years now. He has only run the ball, I believe, 16 times on the season. But I am fucking terrified of what he's going to do. Like, if like, you know, again, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, they go off on Christmas Day. Cool. I, I expect that. But if my Christmas gets ruined by fucking Boston Scott, a little like 5'9 dude who hasn't done shit in his career outside of against the Giants, I'm going to be really upset. Like, this little bastard is really just going to ruin my day. Um, In all seriousness, though, the Eagles' run game overall is really scary. They rank 8th in yards, 5th in touchdowns, 10th in yards per carry. And a lot of it goes back to that elite offensive line they have. Obviously, you know, we know Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata, Lane Johnson. I mean, the dudes are putting out a Christmas album on the side and still playing, like, the best unit in the NFL. Their main core, which I already said most of them, you know, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, I believe oh, Cam Jurgens is their starting right guard right now, and Lane Johnson. They've only given up 10 sacks on the year. Obviously, things aren't as simple as that, but like in terms of like pure offensive line production, they've only given up 10 sacks. Their interior could look a little weak going into this year, uh, going into this week. Landon Dickerson is currently uh, listed as doubtful, according to ESPN. Cam Jurgens hasn't started the entirety of the season. I believe he's a little over like 430 snaps on the season, which is like probably eight, nine games. If I had to guess, I'm probably very, very wrong, but I don't know. Regardless, even say Cam Jurgens has started the whole season. He's not, he's fine. Like he's not a great offensive lineman. But when Jason Kelsey is going to be providing help, like it, it's not going to matter. I, I mean, no, they wouldn't really be, be providing help because the Giants run a three-four, so it would be Jason Kelsey like straight up blocking Dexter Lawrence with help from either Landon Dickerson or Cam Jurgens, depending on what side he runs. Uh, Jason Kelsey is just absurd. He's still one of, if not the best center in the NFL at thirty-six. Probably going to retire after the season, which is sad. I will say. The only Eagles jersey I will ever own is a Jason Kelsey one. I believe it's actually it's in my closet. I'm not going to show it off. Um, and I don't know what to expect from the pass rush. The, 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 the thing about the Giants pass rush, 
that has confused me all season long. They are so inconsistent. Obviously, Dexter Lawrence is a guy holding it down in the middle. He's the most consistent pass rusher in the NFL, probably. But everyone else, man, it's so weird. Like, Kayvon will have a week where he gets, like, two or three sacks, force fumble, eight tackles. And then it'll be, like, last week where he has no pressures and a tackle. Like, just does nothing. I will say, Jordan Mailata has only given up, like, I think three sacks in the year. But he's up in the 40s in terms of pressure, which is pretty... uh Pretty bad. I'm not going to lie, but PFF is obviously going to give him a high grade because I'm not going to lie. I talk about it all the time. PFF is pretty biased. They're definitely pretty biased. It's not bad, but there are definitely moments where I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I can tell that that whoever is grading this player likes this guy or not. Like Kayvon Thibodeau. How can Kayvon Thibodeau be like top 10 in sacks? Probably, if not top 10 in pressures, like top 15 but have like a PFF grade of like a 65. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Obviously he's not the most consistent pass rusher, but if he's, if he's getting the production at the rate of guys who have grades in like the eighties and nineties, why is he all the way down in the sixties? Like, like it's just, it's never made sense to me. Um, But back, back into the game overall, I I don't, I don't expect much. Like this is going to, it's just going to be a bad game. (laughs) Like the Eagles are going to run up the score. We're going to see more, uh, Nick Sirianni being a douchebag. Uh, probably a lot of a lot of this from the Eagles. Whole lot of the making fun of Tommy DeVito. We saw from the Saints last week, and obviously, I believe Nick Sirianni's Italian, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on the sideline doing that or walking into the tunnel screaming at Giants fans doing it. I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say I hate Nick Sirianni. I love his attitude. I will say that. Whenever I, I, I show any disdain towards Nick Sirianni, it's not because of his attitude. I just think he takes antics like that a little too, like, he does it too much. He talks a little too much. I'll say that. You've been to a Super Bowl. But, like, when you're in, when you beat the Chiefs in the regular season and you're, like, running into the tunnel, like, oh, like, how's that, Chiefs fans? Shut the fuck up. Like, dude, you beat them in the regular season. That's cool. But you, you just lost to them in the Super Bowl. Like, chill out man um but I, I just keep going on tangents this episode maybe the giants can make a miracle happen we've seen it happen before but i i doubt it there's only three games left i don't expect them to win any of them i believe it's eagles rams and then eagles again i, I really don't expect them to win any of those games the rams are pushing for the playoffs so it's not like they're going to be laying down and looking to maybe get a higher draft pick. Obviously, maybe if the Eagles secure whatever spot in the conference or in the playoff standings and they want to rest their starters uh, in the final week, which I doubt they do anyways, um, the Giants could pull off a win, but I don't think many fans want that at this point. I don't know what I want. Obviously, I want the Giants to win football, but when there's three games left in the season and they have a chance to get a top five pick, I obviously want that. So, I don't know. This season has been such a shit show. <laughs> uh, I try to stay positive about the Giants, but I'm losing it. Uh, I'm losing the faith. Uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting end of the season. Going to be a lot of conversations once the season ends immediately about, you know, what quarterback they're going to take, if they take a quarterback. And that's the thing. If the Giants don't take a quarterback in the draft, there are going to be a lot of angry fans. I'm not saying I'm going to be one of them, but I definitely wouldn't be happy if they didn't take a quarterback or trade up for a quarterback, whatever. But I'm going to stop going on tangents. Thank you all so much for watching. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you're reminded of every time we drop a new episode. Thank you all again. 
and I'll see y'all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.